we should get stuff for the walls in here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's great that we have this little, like, studio here. It's total. But, like, it's so bare. So we should get some, like... We should deck it out so that, like, it feels like a podcast studio. One. Totally. Two. Like women's basketball WNBA stuff like and then like, everywhere and then get a cam just hype no and then get a cam and have and like record us and it will look dope in here can't get the washer dryer over here <laughs> <laughs> it's the queens of the court <laughs> podcast we're the king size queens i'm paul jafrida uh, john hansen and maybe we're thinking about televising ourselves now is that what you're saying Put yeah we're live we're from our do... studio <laughs> inside our washer and dryer room live from broomfield colorado <laughs> the queens of the court podcast with your hosts the king size queens john hansen and paul Trafrida. always introduce us like that right it's not bad <laughs> anyway it's the queens of the court podcast we're here to talk to you about women's basketball there's a lot of exciting stuff to talk about this week in women's basketball, as there is every week. Um, if you're just tuning in and this is your first time listening to us, buckle up, because, <laughs> like, you know, it's going to be fun. Dope. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Anyway, um, <laughs> some interesting stuff happened today. Uh, to, not today. Uh, this week. You know, a lot of stuff in the news this week for women's basketball. Um, we're going to talk about some of that stuff right now, and then we'll move on to our you know, famous segments and all that. Sorry, I'm just drinking some water. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Get it. Get it. Get it. Um, so, in the news, the last couple of days, um, ESPN has reached a deal to, um, you know, change how the NCAA tournament games are televised with the first and second round. It used to be kind of like a regional thing where you would get whatever game was like close to you. Yeah. yeah and now yeah. you can get every game. Every game. Um, every game. ESPN be, will have every game. Will be broadcasted on ESPN, yep. and they moved. Not the ESPN, you know, network, but but one of their networks, which is, be able which to is watch fine. I, I don't care. ESPN Plus is dope. Right. Let's watch be, ESPN. Let's, let's be real. ESPN Plus. Whatever. Yeah, it is. They they did a really good job with ESPN Plus. It's it's good. But all the Final Four games are going to be on, on ESPN, ESPN, not yeah. ESPN Two. Yeah, so that's like you know, it's a minor upgrade, but it's still an upgrade. It's an upgrade. So that's no, exciting. And, though. and they're all in prime time too. Yeah, they're not going to get some like dumb two o'clock game. No, you know. it's good. So that's great. Yeah, and and you know they said there was an eight percent increase in viewership over the previous year last year. I mean, that's, so that's, that's awesome. It's pretty big. You know, it's got it's growing, and and we're excited to be part of that growth. You know who's not yeah. excited to be part of that growth? Maya Moore. <laughs> Maya Moore is great. Is not excited great to be part of the growth of women's basketball because she uh, will not return to the WNBA this year. As she continues to uh, be committed to fighting uh, criminal injustice. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, which is awesome. I get it. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome cause. Awesome cause. People but, are sad that they're missing out on her skills, yeah. but like, you know, whatever. There's a ton of great players. Yeah. It's good for Maya. It's, it's good for Maya. Not as good for fans or the yeah. Lynx. I'm sure the Lynx are like, damn. Yeah, but they, <laughs> they did fine last year. They did do fine last year, but like, you know, how exciting would it have been to bring Maya back to pair with Nafisa Collier? Ooh. Yeah, that's what I mean. But now they're kind of like, all right, that's all right. We love you, Maya, and do what you do what you're doing. Yeah, uh, no, uh, do you? They good. Everybody's good. Everybody's happy. But it shows how serious she is about this issue, especially in a year that the Olympics are out there. Yeah. So absolutely. Big deal. Yeah, totally. You know, she'll she'll miss the Olympics, and um, 
You know, she has a chance to represent the country, and she easily would. You know, she's one of the best players. Yeah, I mean, it's good though. You know, it's it's it shows that she's passionate about this other venture, and and it's important to her, and she's working hard at it, and I think it's great. So yeah, it's great. But yeah, uh, back to the growth of women's basketball. <laughs> yeah, back to it. Oh, I, I, you were just leading the charge. I was letting you lead. Um, what was our next topic? Hold on. I'm blocking the mic with my face, so it wouldn't open up my phone <laughs> for the notes. Oh, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Elena Beard for retiring. You know, she had like a 14 year season or career. 14 year season. Yeah, 14 Epic year season. season. Got you. Uh, I mean, that's kind of how it is for them. You know, they never really get a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah but. True. But um, she retired today, announced her retirement, which, congrats. Absolutely. Um, she was amazing. Yeah, I'll miss her. She was a, a, a great personality, a great player, an exceptional defender. Um, yeah, she was really good for the league, so um, she'll definitely be missed. The Sparks will have a difficult time uh, replacing her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think those are our random topics. I also wanted to mention Stanford's Haley Jones, freshman. Oh. That was ESPN's number one recruit from last year. Haley Jones went down in uh, the game against Oregon. Could I be potentially pretty bad. With a right knee injury. I mean, we're uh, four days, three days out. Yeah, three days game. removed from it, and, and we still haven't gotten haven't heard anything a real in... update. So uh, um, usually... let's hope it's not a, a torn ACL. Usually means it's kind of serious, yeah. just because of your you pump out quick updates if you have a you know an easy solution, right? Um, yeah, it's it an unfortunate. It, it sounds like maybe there's a second opinion that might be needed yeah, or maybe. something like that. Like it's, it's taking this long. It's a real unfortunate time of the year for that to happen too. Not only because it's it's you know leading into tournament time, but also because. You know, if it is an ACL tear, those things take like a year to heal, so she'll have to miss part of next season too. Totally. And that's a real unfortunate thing. Real unfortunate. I mean, so, they're going to have another good class probably come in, so it's not going to matter. I all don't think much. they had one of the top classes for next year. I mean, they had a couple good players, but anyway. Um, we hope she's okay. We yeah, hope it's not a torn totally ACL. totally hope it's okay. We're watching Twitter with the... Uh, you know, holding our breath. Nothing on Twitter. <laughs> Nothing on Twitter. Nothing. Yet. I've looked. Yeah, but we are holding our breath. We wish the best. So let's talk about some other stuff. Let's talk about what we saw this week in uh, college basketball. Let's talk about your upset of the week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I just like just a, you know, just a little, little okay. smoochy. Okay. Um, so my upset of the week this yeah. week was a big one. Um, USC beat UCLA. Yeah, um, UCLA was undefeated at the time. Last undefeated s- team. Yep, sixteen and zero. Yep. Um, it's a it's a real unfortunate one because like double OT could have went either way. Really tough game, lost by two. I mean, good all, for USC. Man. Good for USC, like, right? Um, they're nine and eight coming out off that now. Um, what a it's a great win, you know, for USC. Great win crazy loss yeah i don't think it's that crazy i mean like look it's don't get me wrong it's a big upset but it's to me it's not like super crazy Uh, ucla hasn't really been tested that hard i don't think and i think that like they were they were never going to be undefeated the whole year is kind of how i felt but um i mean they'd only played 
you know, two ranked teams so far, Indiana and Arizona. Yeah. Mm, you know, it's like, yeah, they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. Totally. But, you know, they were going to lose eventually. And even though it was to USC, who was not a ranked team. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, for me, I think that was the clear standout of, like, most surprising you expected with where UCLA was. Mm-hmm. Sitting there at seven, nice, undefeated. This was yep. like, you know, with the rest of how the schedule is going to end up being for them, you know, they have to go against some pretty big matchups coming up. Yep. We expected this one to be a, a, a lock. So, good for USC, uh, USC though. Congrats. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome game. Awesome performances. Yeah. So, my upset of the week was when Oklahoma took down West Virginia. Oh. Um. And like oh. not and Oklahoma's a good team, you know they they they've played some some good teams you know pretty hard this year, um, and you know they have a couple nice victories, so it's nothing against Oklahoma, but you know I'm, West Virginia has you know certainly an All American candidate and Tiny Smart and you know someone who's going to go you know probably in the first round somewhere in the draft, um, and they've been really strong this year, and Oklahoma not only beat them but beat them by like twenty four points. Yeah, like seventy three to forty nine. It was it was it was a, a blowout, and that's kind of what was so shocking to me is that not only that they lost, but that they didn't even look competitive in the game. And uh, you know, good on Oklahoma. You mentioned her last week, yeah. Taylor Robertson. I think she had eight threes in that game. Eight, rips, eight threes. Girl rips. Yeah, that's what I was. Rips. Uh, she just I mean, you know she lights it up, and like you see yeah. what the game is if you have a player like that. Yeah. Not many people expected Oklahoma to be as competitive, but you have a three-point, like, it, yeah. she is a weapon. She is going to be in the WNBA because of what she does. Oh, it's crazy. And she just, and her release is so fast. It's crazy. I don't know how she's it's getting fun. so many open looks still at this point. Like, like They make them shocking. Her, though. To, yeah, but, like, you know. even, even when they're making looks for her, like, you're on the other team. This girl's hit five already. You're going to let her get open for good looks at, at least three I more? I mean, she, she shoots pretty deep, too. Yeah. So like, good on her. Good on Oklahoma for making it happen and, and quick trigger and it. letting yeah. her just be like, go, just rip. Very impressive. And so she's averaging, and with that, that raised her average. She has the highest average ever, right now for she's, threes per game. Totally. She had thirty-one points in that game. Yeah, rips. <laughs> so anyway, crazy game. Crazy anyway, game. So yeah, that, that was my upset of the week because uh, just because of the sheer margin of victory, it was wild. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, that's a great one. Yeah. Good job. Well, I want to know what impressed me most this week. Oh, my God. What impressed me Let most? Let me tell you about what tell impressed me. me the most this Is this week. our next segment? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we got to come up with better names for these segments. Totally. Yeah. It's on you. I've come up with other. Yeah, it's your turn. Yeah. yeah you got you to gotta figure this out. You came up with hot topics? Yo, don't even hate. <laughs> don't even hate on hot topics like that. Hot topics is dope. Spotlight Queen, I totally came up with. No. Nah. No, yes. Don't even, don't even act like that. Yes. Don't even play. Anyway, so what impressed me most this week <laughs> was Mississippi State. Now I know that they fell to South Carolina on Monday night. It's an interesting um, call that you're picking them to be. The reason why the this was what impressed thing. me the most is because I did not expect them to hang with South Carolina. The same team we just mentioned getting blowout, West Virginia, they beat Mississippi State earlier in the year. So. And for me, you didn't I think just, they would be able to hang though. I did not think they would be able to. I hang. just think they're a great coach team, and they're in the top ten. They have players. They are you know, a great like, coach team, and and okay. you know, I just didn't think they had the talent. They lost 
such important talent last I, couple years. No, no doubt. Uh, and and not that they don't have any like you know talent, they do. But like right now, they're led by you know senior Jordan Danbury, who you know was real impressive in that game, and and freshman Rakia Jackson, who is also super impressive. But I think in this game against South Carolina. I know I was saying this is what impressed me, but I'm just going to throw this out there. I think in that game against South Carolina, they only had like five total assists as a team. Something like that. And, and I mean, it was a lot of ISO basketball from Mississippi State's, you know, stronger players. But, like, for me, it was just shocking that with five assists, they got you know, out-rebounded. I mean, anyway, it, it was shocking to me that they were able to stay in it as well as they were. They only lost by two points. South Carolina, I think, as we're going to talk about in a little bit, is like an elite level team right now. I still think they're a young team, though. Yeah. So I still think they've been shellacking everyone they play. I I get it, but like they are still a young team. Like they they have a ton of talent, right? You know, it's like it's like those big it's like almost like you know UConn how they run out like all these amazing players every year like and they eventually lose a game right you know I just feel like they're just young well I think if we see these two teams play again in the SEC tournament I I don't think it's going to be this close again (laughs) again I will I will say it again if it happens again that I'm impressed by Mississippi State because I did not think they had it in them, and uh, good on them because yeah, you know, good stuff, girls. Good on Vic Schaefer for coaching that uh, team uh, to, yeah, to where they're at right now. I'm just yeah, those were my questions yeah. about it because I just think the team is so well coached, and they have like, yeah. they just have a great system. Yeah, no, so, uh, well, I, I just like I don't know about the system. They only got five assists. It's not a system I can really get oh, behind. Okay, it happens in games. <laughs> you want to talk about like great coaches? What's going on with the fucking Notre Dame? Ooh, ooh. Oh, okay. So what impressed Jab- you most? Jab this you week, real Jab? hard right there. What impressed <laughs> you most this week? I mean, it sounds like you're jabbing Muffet, not me. But like, whatever. Both fine. Yeah. Um, most impressive thing this week was me. For me, it was Oregon. I mean, that should not be like that surprising. Right, because they're amazing. Doesn't have to be what was surprising. Just what impressed you? Why? Why did Oregon impress you this week? Um, they looked amazing in their in their win. What win? The the win against Oregon State. They Stanford, played Stanford. State. Stanford. Stanford. Yeah, Stanford. Thanks. That's what I meant. Um, Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Um, but they won. They won by like twenty points. Yeah, thirty almost. Yeah. Um. And Sabrina just looked incredible. Satu looked incredible. Like, I think they're a team that, like, finally might have woken up. Yeah, they came on their USA. Like, you know, they had their little slumber after. Yeah, you know, that's a real big high, right? You needed something to get more jacked up about. And they've had some, some better competition lately. And I think that's, they're kicking into high gear. Um, That second half was, was, incredible for Oregon and it's almost as if like they went into the locker room and Kelly Graves was just like why are you playing down to people like why 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 are you playing down to the level of your opponents like fucking play like you guys can yeah and then they came out and they were just like shit 
yeah. ripping threes. And like, just dominated, dominated that second the half. The passing was so good. It was a close there. game at the end of the first half. It totally. was like a two-point game or a four-point game. Totally. Right? Uh, but, like, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, the, it was crazy. The team looked so in sync, and they looked like they were having so much fun. Yeah. So that's what I like to see. You yeah. Know, the fun part. Nothing like, against Stanford. Stanford, like, didn't, like, look bad. They no. came in with a good game plan. It was just, Clearly the first know, half. They knew what they were doing. Totally. Um, But... Oregon's just—they look like they're—they're they're about to go on a tear. We'll see. They—they they have two games against Oregon State this week, and historically, I feel like those games usually get split. So we'll see. When what they're happens. in the same week too, that's hard. Just because, like, you're like as a player, the tendencies you remember so good. Mm-hmm. Like that's just like for me when I played any sport. Like if mm-hmm. you got to play somebody in the same week. You were like, okay, I know this dude likes to go right, or I know they like to go left yeah, but more. It's for like, the advantage, I know of their both, crossover, their you know how they do. Their both s- teams get the same advantage out of it and disadvantage. Totally, I, I'm expecting the second game's score to be a lot tighter and a lower, lower, lower scoring showing game. game, just because like defense gets played a little prediction. harder. So it's an interesting prediction. Yeah, sounds like we should get into our hot topics. Oh, ma- oh, oh, baby, hot topics. Oh, I don't have my phone, so you're gonna have to do the timer. Oh shit, get it going. Me? Five minutes on the clock. How, how do I even get Hot topics. Where is there a timer on my phone? In the clock I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hot topics presented by Hot Pockets. Um, Hot Pockets has not yet sent us anything for free. So I'm just going to keep mentioning them and keep shaming them about not having should sent we, us anything. Should we? Because <laughs> like, the thing that Until they do. Is, so like, let's be real here, too. We started mentioning Hot Topics on the show as the sponsored thing, and we started buying them. <laughs> don't, don't, don't even. Don't even shame me like that. So, like, we should start sending them pictures and, like, our audio clips of this sponsorship. Should we, like, like have, yo. like, Hot Pockets posters up and then take pictures of us podcasting? With, like, a plate of Hot Pockets. Yeah, or, like, put up a bunch of, like, Hot Pockets boxes on the wall or something like that. Yeah, that'd be dope. Dope. They would I don't know if we could make one of those, like, you know, paintings where, like, you look real far back and it looks like something and you come close up and it's just Hot Pockets hot boxes. Pockets <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Hot Topics. <laughs> All right, so we're back. Um, I'm going to start this clock. And we're going to get into You're going to start. You're going to do yours first. Uh, but how much? Yo, multitask. I got to change apps. I do it every week. <laughs> I, I do cha- it every week. I got to change apps? Every week. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, starting the clock now. Okay, so my first topic is, will South Carolina run the table uh, the, rest of the, uh, the rest of the regular season go with only one loss? What? Yeah. Well, I don't have no idea what you just said. Well, they run the table. Well, they go undefeated the rest of the season. Well, they, well, okay. Well, they go undefeated. Uh, Yas Queen. Yas Queen. Absolutely. Undefeated the rest of the season. Undefeated the rest of the season. No Lock up be- that number one. Uh, I mean, I don't know about that. But I mean, no, if you no go undefeated the rest of the season. No, that's they're not number one. They're, they're number one according to the AP poll, not according to the NCAA selection committee. Okay. Okay. Fair. Fair, 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 fair. All right. Number two. Uh, has Oregon. Was this their wake up? And will they also run the table the rest of the season. No, nah, girl, they're going to lose again. Ooh. They, they, they face too many good teams like the rest of the way. No, nah, girl? Yeah, they're going to lose either to Oregon State or to UConn or to someone in the in the tournament. Okay. Yeah, they're not undefeated the rest of the way. Okay. Okay. 
Next hot topic. Will DePaul finish in the top 10 to end the season? Nah, girl. Like, yo, DePaul, I'm here for you. You're a solid, like, number 15 team every year, but you're not a top 10 team. Shout out to Paul. We haven't given you much love this year. But every, you're year like 11. every year they're a number 15 They're like 11 team. right now. Yeah, but they're not really number 11. But I'm just, just saying, I'm just sh- I'm shouting them out. <laughs> Next. Uh, will Arizona finish in the top 15? Yes, Queen. Like, Arizona, I think, has a better chance to get into the top 10 than DePaul does. Ooh, girl. Just based on, like, what Spin I've seen. My and, like, I'm, like, I'm just saying. <laughs> I think Arizona's, like, the real deal. I think, like, a player like uh, Ari McDonald can take you all the way. I, I totally agree. I think they're most deadly in the NCAA tournament. Uh, next hot topic. Um, will UCLA finish outside of the top 25 to end the season? Nah, girl. I don't think they're going to fall that far. I think even though they have like super hard schedule in the Pac-12, I think that even if they lose all those games to Stanford, Oregon, Oregon State, all those teams, I still think that they'll be a top 25 team. Yeah. I mean, going undefeated up to this point. We'll probably get yeah. you there because they're going to have some wins sprinkled in throughout yeah, there. Yeah, totally. They're still so, a really good team. Okay. Uh, you are now up. All right. <coughs> the women's basketball world is holding its breath to see if Tennessee can hang with UConn and reignite what was historically one of the best rivalries in the sport. Tennessee will not disappoint. Nah, girl. You think they're going to get wrecked? Yeah, get out of here. Oh, no, really? <laughs> think UConn's just going to wreck them? Wreck. Oh. I think it's going to be one of those things that, like, UConn, like, had an interesting week. They only barely beat a couple teams in, in their conference. Like close games. Like single-digit games. I don't care. All right. I think Tennessee I literally have. don't care. All right. All right. I, I think it's just UConn's going to destroy them. All right. Oregon and Oregon State will split their home-and-home home series this weekend. Nah, girl. <laughs> I had the exact opposite I know thing happening in All my right. topic, so I'm just going to keep it that way. <laughs> Notre Dame. Will what? build. What are, what are they doing in here? <laughs> Notre Dame. What are they doing in here? <laughs> will build off its upset of Miami and emerge victorious against at least one ranked opponent in the ACC. <laughs> oh, this is the cutest question. <laughs> What's your answer? Yas Queen. I'll give it to them. Yeah, I'll give them. They'll they'll, bring, they'll beat a ranked team. Let's go I mean, Irish. They technically beat a ranked team earlier this season, but like. They're not ranked anymore either, so... <laughs> yeah, so whatever. All right. Despite their rocky start to the season, Maryland will find its way back into the top 10 before the NCAA tournament. Ooh, top 10. Um, hmm. Yas Queen, I'm a Terps, Terps fan. I'm not going to say no to that. I want them to be there. They had a good week. They had a good week. You know, they, they, they took care of Indiana Big pretty, 10, pretty man, easily. It's a, it's, a, it's a hard conference. It is. It's a pretty strong conference this year. You know? They might get nine teams. Ten teams. That's crazy. I think that's less likely now, but... Probably. But I saw something today. Maybe nine. Last last hot topic. We got to get through them. Ah, you got... We got time. We do? Yeah, we got, we got some seconds. Okay. We got 30. All right. WNBA free agency is going to be more interesting going forward thanks to the new CBA. Uh, I think it will be, and that's what they needed to create. I um, mean, free agency has been so boring in the WNBA. Totally. Um, like, you, th- you think we got a chance for like free agents to actually like switch teams? You know, you know, bidding besides wars? trades. Yes, I, 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 I hope so. Um, WNBA needs that. Needs, and 
it, it seems like they're doing all the right things lately. So I'm going to be hopeful that, that, yes, this will start to create that. I don't know how much it's going to happen, but it'll start it. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I hope it does. Anyway, th- that's the end of Hot Topics. That's it. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Good Hot Topics. But back to the CBA. Um, we didn't really mention it. The WNBA signed a new CBA since the last time we podcasted. And um, CBA is a collective bargaining agreement. And it's what takes place between the players' union and the the league, the organizations. Yep, yep, and yep, yep, um, yep, yep, yep. basically, the 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 highlights that you know everyone's been talking about are the increased you know salary caps. You know, you know, players are going to make more money and have a chance with incentives. You know, some of the top players might earn up to five hundred thousand. Totally, minimums uh, are higher. Uh, everything's a little higher. Caps are higher. Team caps are higher. Salary caps higher. Minimum spend is higher. There's been a lot of adjustments made to like travel and like lodging. You know, players are going to get their own rooms guaranteed, totally. and, things like um, that. There are a bunch of maternity benefits that came out of it as well. Yeah, if you're like a single mom, they'll be able to travel on the road and bring your kid, and like mm-hmm. you have lodging for both of you. Yeah. So, so a lot of a lot of updates. You know, players have talked about it a lot this week. You know, you know, Chinay and Neca have been you know speaking out about it. Um, you know about how good it is and they've been on like i don't know what were they on what good morning it? america good morning america there we go with robin roberts shout out robin roberts what's up robin hey um where are you going uh just you know that, that, <laughs> i'm glad that they signed the new cba and that it's you know doing it's good for players it's good for the league it's 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 gonna help grow the league too i think i think so it's, i mean i think it, it's great it, it, I mean, it's phenomenal. It, Step in the right direction. There's still more work to do. And sure, there's more work to do, but you could see that they're super happy about it. The yeah. players were very happy about it. Yep. Um, that's what they need. They need more people to be excited, the players to be excited to play in the WNBA. They mentioned, I heard that, you know, there was a higher, you know, voter turnout among the players you know, when it came totally. time to vote for this than there'd ever been before. So it says that the players are more invested in, like, the future of the league and what's happening than they've ever been before, and that's really good. That's totally. Really and and if there is a – inside the deal, there was a stipulation if the league generates XYZ money in the future within within this bargaining agreement, because I'm pretty sure it was a 10-year deal, mm-hmm. that – um the league will eventually get to a point where it's a 50-50 split between the players and the ownership and the, and the league. So when it comes to money being spent, so you could start seeing players getting paid a million dollars and not have to play in Russia or... You know, I'm going to be so excited the first time a, a female basketball player gets paid a million dollars to play in the U.S. Yeah, it'll be it's crazy. It's going to be amazing. It'll be crazy. It'll be great. Um, it shouldn't be crazy how I'm saying it like that, but... It'll be fantastic for yeah. I mean that's just where we are. Women's you know, sports and and it is tennis is the only thing that's you know leaps and bounds above everybody else when it comes to women's sports. Well, it is. It is. They're the only ones. I don't know about that. I just I'm not plugged in enough to. Well, I'm all, saying mo- I'm saying money wise. I know I'm just not plugged in enough to all the sports like the Olympic sports and things like that to know what the prize money is like. Well, you but, can you could clearly tell with how. The USA soccer team was like, "Oh, we're going to take you to take a lawsuit to you and win." 
For soccer. For soccer. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I'm, I'm talking about, like, like I, don't, I, I don't know enough about, like, whether male skiers and female skiers make the same amount of money or not. I don't know about those kinds of, maybe. like, individual yeah, sports okay. like that. But tennis is a great one. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Back to basketball. I just don't know enough. Back to basketball. Back Sorry. to basketball. Um, should we do our Contender Showcase of the week? Start it up. So, Contender Showcase is a segment where we're going to talk to you, take a little in-depth look into... Um, a team that we think is a real contender for a national championship this year. Um, we've been doing it all season. We've already covered UConn, Louisville, Oregon, and um, who was the fourth one that we covered? Baylor. And so this week we're going to cover South Carolina. South Carolina. The Gamecocks. It seems like a good week to cover them because they had a great game against Mississippi State that was televised. They won. They're the number one team. They're the number one team. <laughs> um, it's a really interesting team composition uh, of their five starters. They have two seniors and three freshmen. Um, it's under your chair. <laughs> John's just like sitting here, like staring around him, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And then it's just his bottle of water is just right under his chair. <laughs> Can't find it like a turtle. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Broke your concentration. Um, you've been doing a lot to break my concentration. <laughs> Taking pictures. Anyway. Oh, um, I got to get our social media back in, in line. South Carolina. <laughs> South Carolina is starting two seniors and three freshmen, which is really pretty pretty strange, pretty unique to have you know a starting five like that. Um, their two seniors are you know Ty Harris who's their point guard, who might be the best point guard in the country after Sabrina Ionescu. Arguably, yeah. yeah. I mean, might is, be. Is, I mean, if her Kennedy, scoring numbers... Kennedy Carter is considered one, but she's hurt. Yeah. So, like... I mean, don't get me wrong. There are other really good point guards. I'm just saying she would probably be my next pick, but then after that, no, I would man. say... Uh, based on how Ty Harris has played this year, it's hard for me to think of someone else as being better than her. But she's fantastic. She's I'm had. Not, I'm not she's been. To... Her scoring average is really up this year from where it has been. And her assist numbers are, are steady. Um, she, she's a real solid point guard. She is a player that Don Staley can give the ball to at any time and just trust that like something good is going to happen when they need it to. Yeah. Um, her leadership, I think, is incredible. Um, she's been a starter since she was a freshman. And, um, you know, she's amazing. And she's definitely the backbone of this team. Um, Without a doubt, the leader of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Fellow senior, Makia Herbert, Her- Herbert Harrigan, who... Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Real quick. Sorry. Uh, just wanted to add on to her. She just won SEC Player of the Week. So... Who? Ty, uh, Ty Harris. Yeah. Word. Just wanted to add on that. Sorry. Very deserving. So, yeah, she... Um, fellow senior Makia Herbert Harrigan uh, plays the four for South Carolina, and she's a stretch four. She can shoot the three, loves to shoot the three. She's gotten a lot more comfortable putting the ball on the ground and taking it to the hole, and she's a, she's a really solid player at both ends of the floor. Um, so there's your senior leadership for South Carolina. And then they're starting three freshmen, um, you know, Zia Cook and Bria Beal, who play the two and the three, and they're both, you know, dynamic, exciting, you know, guards. Um, and then Aliyah Boston, who we've already talked about, you know, on this podcast this year, she may be the best center in the nation and she's a freshman freshman, but she, but she might be the best center in the nation. She's incredible. And 
I mean, by year, f- if she stays to year four, oh, what she could be. <laughs> but like, but do you disagree that she could be the best center in the game right now? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm six gonna, foot I'm five. Ju- I'm just gonna say it. Strong. I'm just gonna say it. She is. Ooh, bold. She is. Bold. I mean, her block numbers are incredible. She's a double double machine. I love Lauren Cox, but like, I don't even think of Lauren Cox as a five. She's like I think a power of her as a four. Now, yeah. 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 Ruthie Hebert is a five. She might have something to say about Aaliyah Boston, but I'd love to see that matchup. I'd love be to great. see them in the post go up against each other. It would be great. Um, so anyway, uh, that's the starting five. Yep. You know, South Carolina is getting the most minutes out of those starting five. Any one of them can score 20 on any given night. Um, they work really well as a team. There's clear chemistry there. They love to play in transition. Some you know, Those freshmen, you know, Zia Cook and Bria Beal, explosive in transition. Um, defensively, you know, Aaliyah Boston is a, such an anchor under the, under the net. Um, she does for them, you know, what like Tiara McCowan did for Mississippi State last year. Oh, She's yeah. just, you know, they, they can't drive on her and, and expect to, to score because she's... What's crazy? How calm and cool she is. Aaliyah Boston? Yeah. Yeah, she came in real ready. Real, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, she came in and she just looks the part. Like, she looks like she's been there for years. Yeah. So, it's real real cool. It's it's shocking to me that South Carolina is number one right now. Um, I just didn't think the freshmen were going to be able to put it all together so quickly. I think it, earlier in the season, like before the season started, when we did like a preview, you were like, there was no way. Yeah, I was, I was like, ah, oh, they're going to be out of yeah. the top ten. I don't think they're that good. Yeah. And here they are, and they're unbelievable, and they're absolutely contenders for the national championship. Um, I think they're going to have a pretty easy time in the SEC. You know, they just beat Mississippi State only by two, but I think they probably learned a lot from that game, and they would win probably more easily next time. Um, Don Staley, you know, team of co- uh, coach of Team USA. You know, she's an incredible coach. You know, she won a national championship a few years ago with Asia Wilson. You just get a feeling that like Aaliyah Boston can be a similar type of player. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, I think, like like I said, by year three, four, your player of the year, like there's that's like her ceiling. Yeah. You know? Like from what we see, it's yep. like she could be the best player. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt. Like I, I think that's the difference. The difference she makes, like, if you take her away from the team and add anybody else, like, her war probably would be incredible right now. Like, I don't know the number right now, but... Yeah. It's rare in the women's game that you see a freshman that you think, like, they could go to the WNBA next year, but she probably she, could. She Oh, she could. Yeah. I, I 100% think she could, yeah. and she would probably be effective. Yeah. I mean, like... Like, she, know, would, she, she wouldn't get the most minutes. year wouldn't be, yeah, like, she, the best, but, like... She would develop quickly in the WNBA because she's big quickly. and strong and she's not scared. So Not scared. Anyway, um, so what else do you want to say about South Carolina? Like, like you know, play style or, you know, how so would, you, how would mean, you play against them if you were coaching against them? So, to me, um, you have to, like, try and go back to, like, tape on, like, other teams that are, like, similar, similarly built and see how maybe they got beat. So, like... You try and, like, even, like, last year, like, Baylor with, like, their, like, stacked lineup with, like, how big they are. Like, big, real tall. Like, what to do. I mean, you're going to want to try and run a zone. Try and, like, you know, find, uh, you know, holes against their team. But it's going to be hard. 
it's going to be real hard. You can run a motion offense against them, but she's just going to be in the middle. Like you're not going to be able to like do much driving and going into the you know to the hoop against her. I might she if I were everything. You want to be ripping threes. You want long rebounds, things like that. Yeah, I think if I'm if I'm playing against South Carolina, I might I might make it my goal to just prevent Ty Harris from being able to run the point. I might just face guard her, full court face guard. Don't let Ty Harris get the ball. Don't let her run the offense. If you if you can if you can take her out, I don't think South Carolina can function without her at the point. And so I'm not saying it's easy, but I remember there were some years where um, UConn had Mariah Jefferson, and she would face guard the opposing point guard or the opposing like you know top scorer, and made it impossible for her to even get a touch, and it was unbelievably effective um and i think that if you have a guard that can defend at that level that that's the play against south carolina because it's the only way to make them uncomfortable totally yeah um but on south carolina as well they have a couple more games this year against some ranked opponents big games they have a yukon game they have a yukon game they gotta play tennessee they gotta play kentucky yep yep and arkansas right now so those are the, the left games. No offense, but Arkansas, but what, like, come on. The other thing that is kind of cool about this, too, if you are a South Carolina fan and if you have the SEC network, woo woo, you can basically watch every single one of their games yeah, for the rest the, of the season. The conference networks are pretty good. SEC, the ACC network, those are probably the two best. They yeah. they televise almost every game. Yeah. Um, uh, they're going to be on ESPN2 three times, too. South Carolina? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they have Texas A&M to end the year as well. Oh, let's hope Kennedy Carter can come back. Yeah, it's I the last game, like, so you know, she's a big back. difference between Texas A&M with and without. Pretty big difference. Totally. Um, but, yeah, they have a you know, pretty tough schedule, but they've beaten a lot of good teams already. So they've their record speaks for itself, and their resume speaks for itself. Yeah, I stand by what I said last week, that I still think that Baylor is the real number <laughs> one. Uh, even though South Carolina beat Baylor, they did it without Lauren Cox, and I just think that when Baylor's at full strength, they are the best team in the country right now. Totally, um, I feel you. I feel you with that. And like South Carolina, you know, I think has more opportunities to lose before the tournament. So I still expect, unless unless South Carolina wins all those games, it's going to be hard to argue with them as the number one because their strength of schedule will be good. Yeah. Um, yep. But if they lose any of those games, I think Baylor's you know clearly the number one overall. Yeah. I I I mean. Sure. I totally agree. Um, I was just going to say to that, like, yeah, their their resume, if they win all the rest of their games, it's, it's hard to argue. Yeah, like, totally. Number one, number one overall kind of deal. Totally. But, yeah, I think that's a Urgent Contender Showcase. Spotlight Queen. Spotlight Queen. Who you got? Yeah, we're going to finish out our show with Spotlight Queens. This is where we like to highlight, you know, a player who's, uh, you, know, you know, had a great week or, you know, has you know, been in the news or someone that we just think is, is fun and exciting, blah, 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 blah. And you have to go follow them on Instagram. That's the game. Yep. Follow them on Instagram. So my spotlight queen this week, I'm cheating. I'm going, I'm going off book and I'm cheating. But I thought that it would be appropriate to shine the spotlight on Holly Rowe. Ooh. 
Holly Rowe. She's a great ambassador. For is me. one of, if not the very best, on-court interviewer in all of sports. All of sports. She is. She is so good. She connects well with everyone she interviews. She asks good, meaningful, interesting questions. She gets quick answers. She's sharp. She's on it. Holly Rowe, and she is one of the is an incredible ambassador for women's basketball. But she follows a lot more than women's uh, basketball, and she covers a lot more than women's yeah. That's basketball. what I mean. So like her her interviews on things too are so incredible. Like at so times, good. she knows exactly when to be serious and exactly when to be like fun and playful and like yeah. And she's amazing at timing it and asks the right questions in the right situations. Yeah. So, like, her timing is great and, like, what she does for the women's game and, like, what she, like, what she does for ESPN and, like, pushing it is, like, really incredible. Yeah. And you can tell that she's beloved. Like, everyone loves Holly Rowe. You can tell she must be this amazing person, kind, you know, just fun, pleasant, because everybody likes her. Everybody's happy to see Holly, and and Holly does an amazing job, and we're so lucky to have her, you know, as an ambassador for women's basketball. And this week, if you didn't see in the news, um, there was a stand-up for cancer uh, men's basketball at the Baylor game, and Holly Rowe was there, and members of the media all, um, you know, stood up for Holly and her battle with cancer. And it was a really moving moment. You know, a whole bunch of all the members of the media had on their little, like, candle, like you know, I, I stand up for Holly. And, uh, yeah, it was really She good. was moved to tears by it, and it was really beautiful. And yeah. um, just thought we would we would add on to it and, and oh, okay. try to spotlight on her. Great spotlight queen. So you can follow her on Instagram at Sport Siren. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-I-R-E-N. Um and uh, give her a follow. You know, help her grow her influence. She's she's a great person. And you will see that she is like, because I've been following her for like ever now. And you will see probably the most busy woman in sports. She goes everywhere. everywhere. She does everything: baseball, basketball, football ball anything that she could be like the on field like espn obviously realized it over the last two years i think that she is the best at interviewing yeah maybe she'll hear this and do an interview with us one day i mean we should send it to her hi holly come do an interview with us i literally turned my head to look like in the other direction when I said that, as if you were on the other side of our or world. Or if there was, like, a screen to look at or something. Yeah, right, right? A camera. <laughs> hey, Letitia. There was nothing over there. <laughs> anyway. Right, um, great who's one. your spotlight queen? Great one. So I'm going to do... We salute you, Holly Rowe. I'm going to do Sierra Duffy. Sierra Duffy. Um, She's on South Dakota. Word. Senior... Word. And she is their senior leadership. Um, they are at the highest ranking they've ever gotten in um, school history, which is, you know, it's awesome. They, they're 24 ranked, but this is amazing for them. Can I give you, like, a quick shout-out to the Dakotas? Cause the like, Dakotas. South Dakota, North Dakota, South Dakota State, they've been real strong programs at the mid-major level 
for a long time and and i just want to give you guys a shout out because i don't know what y'all doing up there because it's cold and shit but like it's working so it's working you guys are doing so, great um yeah. but she's Sorry. awesome sierra duffy my bad sierra she great <laughs> um she just had a huge week where she averaged 20 and 9 what um nine assists or nine boards nine assists oh she's yeah. the point guard oh uh, yeah good um, shit She's been doing great. She, you know, she does grab a lot of boards too. So she's been having a great year. Um, she every year her average has gone up at least two to four points per game. Um, she's cur- currently averaging seventeen. Amazing. So good on you. Um, really happy. Didn't know a lot about her before mm-hmm. this. Um, What's so, her Instagram? So her Instagram is it is C I A. R A N N E underscore D U F F Y. Sierra Ann Duffy. Sierra Ann Duffy. So yeah, shout out to you. Have a great you had a great week. Your team's ranked. You're crushing. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Give her a follow. What's her Instagram like? Um, so congrat congratulations are in order because she got engaged. Ooh. Um exciting yeah so she got engaged um you know it's a pretty pretty standard instagram i would say yes, like but like queen. it's fun and she yes. posts a lot which is cool some awesome. of these girls don't don't post a lot um but I feel she, like most people just do stories these days anyway yeah she definitely does stories but you know she has a lot of posts a lot of posts are him and you know of like her and her is he man. cute oh well <laughs> Yeah, he's cute. cute. Yeah, he's cute. All right, good shit. Get it, girl. Yeah, go see it. And their pictures are adorable for their what's it called? Engagement. Nice. Their engagement photos. They're nice. all up in like the ha- the mountains and that's awesome. Stuff like that. It's cute. We salute you. We salute you. <laughs> um, so that's Spotlight Queens, Sierra Duffy, Holly Rowe, and I think that's our show. I think that's probably our show. This has been the Queens of the Court podcast. Again, we are the King Size Queens. What, what? I'm John Hanson. I'm Paul Jafrida. Yeah. And uh, thanks for listening to us and being here. And um, come back next week. You'll hear our analysis and recap of the Tennessee-UConn game and the Oregon-Oregon State series over the weekend. And, uh, yeah. Don't forget to pump it up. You got the bomb up. Bye. Don't you know?